Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back, everyone, to streaming in place. <laughs> I think I'm doing this right. I am not Kate Kulzik. Uh, <laughs> we are in week 30. What? I have already forgotten. 31? 33. 33? <laughs> we are in week 33 of whatever this is, uh, and we're switching to a new show, which is why you're hearing my voice, because for once, I am the one who has all of the power. I am the one blessed with future knowledge, at least for a while. Um, and and I'm going to go ahead and just roll around in that and enjoy it. And I've got some water ready for when I need to sip my water. Um, I've been practicing opening my eyes really wide. So while I sip my water, I'm really ready for this. Um, how are you two doing, Kate? Noel? Hey, you know what? Last me, ask me on Wednesday. Wednesday's going to yeah. be an interesting podcast, everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm glad state courts are being reasonable right now. It's how I kind of feel about things. <laughs> Do um, we have a ruling yeah. on Texas yet? Is that happened? Uh, the curbside thing was deemed what the f- why the f- are you bringing this in front of us this is fine there was no malicious intent that was um, the that was the ruling today because i know a different court f- was ruling on I it today what- than then went like no yesterday i forget the timeline of this because i don't know what time is well yeah that's a that <laughs> makes sense And you know what? That's about as good a transition as we're going to get, because one of the reasons that I was so excited to talk about this show with the two of you is that when I first encountered it, it was, I mean, it might have been a couple of months before it actually started airing. And I had a really hard time explaining it to people because it's it's just so sort of defiantly not TV friendly in a way that we commonly think of as like, uh, this is what a a buzzy series is about. Um, But it's got that sort of AMC-ish, let's just do a thing and see if it works energy that I really love, uh, which also makes it sort of perfect for a moment in which everything and nothing seems real, in which time is both racing and standing absolutely still, and in which we're all sort of slowly losing our minds while becoming increasingly unstable as a result of the world around us not just our own decisions so um so yeah so i think lodge 49 is a solid choice what kate was your experience of watching this first episode and how did it compare to what you expected lodge 49 to be i didn't have huge expectations for it um other than like my expectations have actually my initial reaction like i said last time to the ads and things i was saying was very much a no um, but now because so many people I respect really like it, really, especially dig how like the show it turned into or, or revealed itself to be at whichever of those is appropriate. Um, by the end of the first season and in the second season, going for the water uh, I'm actually, already. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I'm just hydrating. I'm just hydrating. <laughs> sure. She says, I know how yeah. that works. I played that card. Um, I didn't do the eye thing. <laughs> um, it has really raised in my estimation since then because of because of sort of like the delayed buzz around it. And uh, so it did not even remotely live up to that. But, you know, I don't feel like I can have an, too much of an opinion immediately because my initial mm. impressions are not positive towards the main character um, and towards the show while liking the pieces. Like I am interested in some of the different characters. I really like uh, a lot of the cast, but I do not have 
a lot of patience for the main character while understanding that I really should because clearly he's dealt with some trauma and a lot of loss. But you know who else has his sister? And she's holding down a fucking job. And she's taking care of her brother and, you know, bailing him out with the the lone sharky guy he keeps getting into trouble with. So I don't have a lot of patience for him. And for the other people who have their own shit going on, who are still, you know, doing what they need to do to not be a burden on other people. So my initial instinct is actually very similar to my reaction to the ads even though it's based on very, very different things. Like the, the, the instinct is just like, I, I am not, I do not want to spend time with this character. Um, And so I have, I, that's why I feel like I can't really, I have a feeling Hmm. that I don't know enough yet. And that I will end up having a very different take on it is sort of where I'm at. Hmm. Why look some water. I'm not all that surprised. Noel, how did you how did you react? Uh, I want to come back to talking about Dud more specifically. Dud and Liz both are are two sort of central characters, although this is a deep ensemble um, or an ensemble with a deep bench rather. Um, but we spend most of our time um, with Dud, uh, played by Wyatt Russell, and with his twin sister Liz, played by the terrific Sonia Cassidy, who I love so much. Um, who I'm just going to spoil this is the actor. I'm really excited for the two of you to get acquainted with um, because I think she just rules. Um, She's also maybe my official entrant in the, which British actor has the most surprising American accent contest. Um, Although that that is, it's admittedly a crowded field. It is the opposite of the, which American actor has the best British accent contest, which is a much less crowded field. Anyway, um, Noel, how, what was your reaction to as above, so below, and how did it compare to what you thought Lodge 49 might be? So around like 25, 30 minutes into the episode, I'm just kind of staring at the screen going, wait, I'm very confused by this whole thing. Um, because I was watching it. My partner was, uh, reorganizing her room and I had it on in her bedroom while I was not helping her reorganize her room. And, um, we, we both just kind of looked at each other and go, I thought this was about a motel. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I thought it was too. I'm very confused about what this show is based on the previews or like the advertising I remember from like before it started it seemed to really make me think for some reason it was about like a rundown motel or something. Um, so I was just deeply confused about what I was watching um, based on what I remembered from the advertising a few years ago about this. So I was like, I don't know what this is. Um I kind of like this. Um, I agree with Kate that my tolerance for um, Dud is kind of low. It's lucky that Wyatt Russell's playing this character. Um, I have not seen him in anything prior to this. Um, So I text listeners. I texted Kate and Allison while I was watching it going, wow, this guy has like big Kurt Russell energy. His hair alone (laughs) is just Kurt Russell's hair. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia, and he's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son, which explains a lot. Um, <laughs> See, I was like, oh, because I knew it was Kurt Russell's son. I was like, yep, and he's got Goldie's hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, Goldie's hair color, but Kurt's volume. Um, yeah. 
Yep. And it's especially from like the 80s, early 90s Kurt Russell hair volume, which is intense. Um, but I was just like, oh, right. Yeah, he's got all his dad's physicality and some of his dad's line delivery on stuff, too. Um, listeners, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan, so I'm like keyed into this. Um, but and I think that carries me through a lot of like my general sort of meh about Dud being just kind of aimless and doing all everything Kate just described. Um, but I'm still intrigued by the show, but I feel like this pilot is aggressively let's do a thing like you were saying, Allison, of this is this isn't even really kind of a pilot almost. It's just the first hour of something. Um, which isn't the best viewing experience to get like a bead on something. Um, because for me, this just is like a lot of setup and a lot of tease for a bunch of other stuff that's going to happen and come through. Um, which I'm interested in sort of seeing, like, I, 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 I really want to meet the captain. Like, I want to meet the captain. Um, Allison, take a drink of water <laughs> if we don't meet the captain this season. Excellent. Great. Uh, don't take a drink of water if the captain is someone famous. Even I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. I'm not doing that one. Okay. I'm not saying is, it, is it special guest star John Leguizamo? It is not. <laughs> From the Mandalorian fame. <laughs> yeah. While we're talking about uh, streaming in place text messages, uh, I will share mine, which is that I waited for Kate and Noel to both watch the Mandalorian um impatiently so that i could independently text them both once they had seen it called it which it does not apply we don't cover the mandalorian but i still felt like i called it you willed it into existence yeah i just went with my impulse there yeah so yeah i like it but um i agree with marcus in that i kind of spent most of the episode for it to get past the setup um and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like there's a like you said, Allison, there's a big bench to kind of introduce here. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface a little bit and setting up a lot of character intrigue within the lodge um already. So yeah, I'm interested. Um, but like I almost wish we had done two episodes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it was interesting for me to revisit this one because as as the only person who's seen it, um <laughs> Oh, God, it feels so good. Uh, I hadn't watched this episode since, and I watched it a couple of times before it came out because I was doing some interviews, and there just weren't that many screeners, so I just tried to really immerse myself in the episodes that we did have. Um, And when you're coming to it without any knowledge, I don't remember if I thought it was about a motel, but I definitely didn't have any idea what it was actually about. Um, It feels... It's very disorienting. Um... And that is still true for me. But now, because I've spent time with the show and the characters and I understand sort of tonally what it is they're going for and the ideas that they're exploring, um, it's less difficult for me to wrap my mind around. See, it feels much more whole to me in revisiting it than I did when I watched it the first time. And I think really key to that is... Dud's performance, you are not wrong to be incredibly frustrated with yeah. him as a character. You've, like, correctly identified the vibe, um, I, which is why I think the casting is so genius, because Wyatt Russell is incredibly endearing. Um, Dud is not. So you get this sort of, like, and, like, spoiler, I suspect Dud will grow on you. But at first, you're definitely supposed to feel weird about it. Um, but... Uh, 
the thing that really solidifies the tone for me in this episode, especially on my rewatch, was that just the energy of the donut shop. Um, it just feels like a pocket dimension, maybe. And there's no reason to think yeah. that um, this isn't secretly sci-fi, but they've managed to create a feeling and an atmosphere that is otherworldly without actually being of another world, um, which is true, I think, of both the Lodge and certainly Dud's feeling about the Lodge when he encounters it, um, and more specifically, the world of the show in general. But I don't remember having a reaction that strong to it when I watched it the first time. So it's really interesting to hear the two of you sort of wrestle with this one hour by itself. Yeah, the the energy of the show is the thing I like the best, like, by far that's what i was latching on to it's just the tone um and i think it'll be interesting to see my experience watching it because you know while yes like you were saying Allison, there are elements to this you can already tell are a very good fit for where we're at right now i think i have even less patience for people hmm. harming others through their inability to make responsible decisions that I would at another time. So, um, for example, I like I really liked the performance for Ernie. Uh, Brent Jennings is the actor. I really I've been drawn to Ernie much more than I am to Dud, or even to the performance. Like I was like, oh, it's fine. I, I was I don't I'm not interested at all in White Russell. So I hope to be proven wrong about that, but I don't get it. So I hope to figure it out um, with with his performance as the show goes along. But I want to like Ernie. And, and, but he didn't, he made a bunch of sports bets and lost several thousand dollars. And so now he is bilking Dud for money that Dud shouldn't be taking out from a loan shark, but he's gonna, um, so that, so they can get his creditors off of his back because yes, he should be getting paid for his commissions. But if he wasn't betting and gambling money, he didn't have, it wouldn't be a problem. So make responsible choices because who ends up suffering? It's going to be the sister who had made the mis- makes the mistake of caring about a brother, you know? So um, in a, the current, in, in this climate, um, the, the notion of likable people, people that you want to like and, and connect with, um, not being appropriately aware of how their actions spiral out and impact lots of other people. They don't just, if they only impacted themselves, that would be one thing. Like if Ernie was just like losing his TV, then that's one thing. But when they're making decisions that knowingly or unknowingly are going to end up hurting a lot of other people more peripheral to the story, I have a very low threshold for that right now. Um, Yeah. uh, Keenan says also, as someone who's been caught up in the scam cult MLM cultural zeitgeist, I am wary as fuck of the lodge. And yes, there is that element to it. I was getting, I think they did a good job for me at least of making it feel like a more like positive, like Zen happy kind of place, but it's so easy to pivot that. So like, I, I hear what you're saying, Keenan. Um, Keenan also says, I don't think the captain exists is my bold prediction. I got, you guys are talking about the, the, the Kurt Russell energy. I got serious Godot energy off of the captain. Um, so we'll see <laughs> what happens with that. 
Um, and Keenan says also earlier, there is one line in particular where I lost most of my type of goodwill for the main character. I'm curious, Keenan, if you can share with us, if you remember what that was. Um, how do you guys feel about, I mean, well, Allison, you can't tell us because, you know, spoilers. Noel, how do you feel about the potential, potential, oh gosh, oh, Keenan says the line was saying his sister's boobs were earning money. Fuck you, dud. Yes. Good call, Keenan. Um, Noel, how did you feel about the potential, um, like culty energy for the lodge. So I think it, for me, it feeds back into a lot of um, what Allison was saying about like pocket dimensions, which I really like because the donut shop feels very distinct as a space um, that strip mall felt less distinct as a space because I kept going, this feels like the strip mall from Cobra Kai. I think it's the strip mall from Cobra Kai, um, which is <laughs> just in my brain is what it is now. Um, even if it's not actually the same location, it feels like the same location. Um, but I really like this idea of the fantastical element of the lodge in and of itself. Um, since at least for me, um, lodges for like fraternities and these kinds of societies, um, like whether it's the American Legion or whatever, um, those spaces are always gated. They're private. Their memberships really select. Um, so the idea of being able to get into them has this allure sort of to it. Um, so I really like the fact that instead of pivoting into the idea of most of these spaces are not great, kind of a little run down or not in the best shape, this lodge is cool as fuck. Um, like the, the tavern itself is just like an amazing piece of set, set work. Like it's really gorgeous. It's definitely a space where you want to hang out and that feels deeply isolated from the rest of the world and very insular. And this has nothing even to do with the hats, the sashes, the robes, anything of that stuff. It's just the space in and of itself feels like it's out of a different time. Um, which is what a lot of these organizations and um, are like especially today they just feel like a bygone throwback kind of concept um, so when he when Dud walks into that space for the first time and we walk into it really for the first time and get it through his eyes it's just like oh this is cool I can see why he would latch on to this um, because it just feels there's a sense of comfort and security with it. it's like heavy leather seats and the bar with both domestic and imported <laughs> beer all on tap. Um, all this sort of stuff that I just, I find really compelling as a, like Allison was saying, this kind of fantastical element to it. Even this idea that they're knights again, feeds into it a real hard. Um, so I really like that aspect of it a lot. Um, I do agree that there's this, air of some degree of something underneath the surface to it, if only from our um, constantly having heart attacks uh, head of the law, whose name I can't remember. Um, there's something going on here that I'm actually, I'm a little interested in, but I'm, I'm curious about the politics of the lodge once this guy finally steps down, since I feel like that's where we're heading with Ernie taking over. Um, that, that, that question kind of drives me forward a good bit. That's Larry. Uh, Larry, yes. Thank, uh, you. And thank you, Marcus, for the for the reminder there. I also really liked, uh, I want to make sure to shout out Linda Emond uh, as Connie. I always like her when she pops up and things. It mm -hmm. seems like she's going to actually get some stuff to play here. And again, a lot of times she doesn't. Um, 
which is a shame. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to stuff with her. And as someone who covered Veep for half of its run over at the AV Club, you know I was very excited to see David Pasquese, um, or I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong, uh, as Blaze. I was like, okay, if nothing else, I am very here for this guy because he is a hilarious, very talented, very capable actor. I'm so glad you, glad you brought up Blaze because uh, he is one of my, I mean, like I said, they're all sort of my precious lambs even the sort of reprehensible is too strong a word but even the ones who really bother me who have a lot of problems um they're characters that i love and i'm excited for you to get to know them um but blaze is the character other than liz who right off the bat i was like you i like you no cash (laughs) only we don't take crypto like you domestic on the house let's just have a nice chat and there's something about the way in particular that he responds to dud's Mm -hmm. story at the end of the episode um which does seem to sort of spill out of him in a way that underlines his sense that the lodge is somehow meant for him in some way that he was meant to find this ring that his car was meant to break down outside the lodge and that he's meant to be there um the bigger discussion of like does fate exist and is it real in this world or in our world or in any world is something else but he certainly believes it to be true and I think that Russell's performance and the way that scene is shot particularly in the reactions that he gets from those around him sort of underline that as being possible it gives it that kind of i don't know magical energy that shouldn't be there because there is no magic in this episode it's just people going to pawn shops and donut shops and yelling at each other and going to work and like trying to take advantage of each other or be generous with each other or breaking into somebody's pool um or like your old apartment and then hiding in the closet with the loud hangers um So I just really, I appreciate him in that moment in particular. And you will see a lot more of him and of his uh, apothic ways. I think that's that's probably right. um, In episodes to come. He also was one of the few people who seemed to be a more benevolent figure, so far at least, as opposed to someone with an angle. So that helps. Which is quite a mm-hmm. contrast from his character, yeah. Pete, shall we say. Um, well, I want to know, because she is the one that I was quietly hyping, um, how we don't get that much time with Liz, but she does have a couple of really incredible moments, including what I think my favorite moment of the episode is. And I'm curious, how did you respond to Sonia Cassidy's Liz? Had you seen her in anything before? No. I don't recognize her. I looked yeah. at her filmography while we were talking, and I, I don't think I've seen her in anything, so... See, I'll I'll click over the old IMDb. Um, I enjoyed her, but I don't feel like I saw anywhere near enough to form an opinion on the character. Uh, she hmm. so far she really feels uh to be like she's drawn as a contrast to Dud. Yeah. That is her main defining you know stuff. My favorite scene with her was when they're on the couch watching like property brothers or whatever it is, or house hunters is absolutely delightful. I really enjoyed that. I like when she sets something yeah. on fire in the sink. <laughs> that's mine. When she says, Oh, you know, whatever. And she just lights something on fire in the sink. That's the, epi- that's the moment when I was watching this episode the first time that I remember being like, yep, I don't know yep. what this is, but I like you. I like you yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, it looks like Keenan 
liked uh, Kate's moment as well. She says, I related very hard to them watching House Hunters and just ethering the hunters. <laughs> Which, it felt very yeah, sibling-y to me, yeah. too. Like, it felt very um, sort of familiar and well-worn in a way that certain interactions you have with your family. Mm-hmm. Well, and also just, like, the specifics of what kind of a show that they're watching. Like, when I was in... Uh, college one of the apartments i had one of my years um was myself and my friend vlad and steve and we spent like that summer uh must have been the summer after at the end or before i don't remember it was before or after because it was my senior year um watching ninja warrior like the original japanese ninja warrior like every day just ninja war and, and the amazing amount of detail we bring we brought to the contestants like an, an original ninja warrior and also lots of top chef like original classic top chef uh not top chef sorry um iron chef uh but the the narratives we built for the contestants the returning contestants they the show built their own narratives but like for just the one-off people like very for very strong opinions were formed shall we say over the course of a 22 minute episode or an hour long episode um so it it has that it's just the right kind of show for that and yeah i really that's the kind of specificity i always dig uh it reminded me i have an irrational and slowly lessening but i have an irrational loathing for dave is that the incredibly bland one on the current season of bake-off oh yes i know yes is that his name dave is one of the guys yes yes passive aggressive dave um I there is no rational mm-hmm. basis for my utter hatred of him. And of course, it's not sincere, um, but it's the sort of participatory yeah. hatred where you just it's harmless and you just sort of get to be like you. I don't like you. And then forget about it as soon as it's yeah, done. Bond with whoever so, you're yeah, watching. Boring Dave. Over that. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything other than the fire moment that stuck out to you in terms of the show's visual language? Noel talked a little bit about the lodge set, which you will see much more of. Um, it's There's a terrific sense of place with that set, which uh, was practical, I think. Um, they made sure that all of the rooms were interconnected so that you can sort of get enveloped by the lodge when you go in there. And there's no real sense of, of how big it is. You'll see. Um but yeah, was there anything visually that really resonated with you? One of the scenes we haven't talked about um, that really, I thought they nailed. I was like, because I mentioned that I wasn't all that interested or compelled by Dud or by the performance. But Russell nailed the shit out of the snake Ugh. in the dream, the nightmare mm. with the snake and the waking up. Because that was, they they just crushed that. They nailed the dread and like, when you wake up from a nightmare and it just lingers with you and you know that it's done, but it takes you a while to calm your physical responses back down. I thought they really named, nailed that. That That is one of the moments that stood out to me the most in the whole episode. Even though the CG snake is not good. The, uh, the, yeah, that's not the point, yeah, though. The acting effect is good. Um, so that's what matters. Um, let's see. <laughs> but also, like, the pacing, you know, how long they mm-hmm. give it, the sound design, the scoring, you know, the... Yeah, all of that. Well, I think it's also, and you know, this is one of my pet favorite things, but I think it's also really well positioned in the episode because you've already seen the bag on his foot and probably wondered about it. And then you get the nightmare. So you get this little bit of context. So then when you get to him saying like, well, she says I, uh, or his high school friend or high school homecoming date says, um, 
I heard you got attacked by a shark or something. And he says, no, it wasn't a shark. Don't worry about it. So then you're like, oh, okay, it was a snake. And then, because you've already seen that, you're way more conscious of conscious of the bag, of the ways in which he's limping, when he's limping, when he's not. Um, Alice's response to the way that he's talking about his injury, all of that stuff. Sorry, I'm nodding along. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. No, nothing else I think really stood out. Um, I did watch this when I was pretty sleepy, which was a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. So... I feel like it might be a perfect kind of show for that, though, because it's so, like... It's terrible for when you have to discuss it the next day, though. <laughs> yeah, that, fair enough. Touche. Uh, I have a question for Allison. Are we going to end every episode as desperately needing a donut as we ended this one? A lot of them. Yeah. You really will. Yeah. Um, yes. Sorry. Okay. Good Apologies. You're going to have to get really good. Kate, I don't know if you're still mostly off sugar, because if not, you're going to have to start working on your sugar-free donut recipe ASAP. <laughs> yeah. I still really want a donut. <laughs> Me too. I want one right now. See, it works out, though, that we're, you know, streaming in place because I can't just go over to get the fresh-made donuts at the, at the grocery store, you know, because that would be an extra trip, and I can't justify that in my brain, yeah. so... That's saving me from myself. I feel like there's a pretty decent chance that of listeners, we have two people joining us today for our recording in the Zoom, uh, Marcus and Keenan. And I think there is a pretty decent chance that of the five people in this conversation currently, the one who actually will make donuts is Keenan. So, <laughs> um, so congratulations to Keenan, um, who mm-hmm. I would like to predict will have herself a homemade donut sometime in the next two weeks. Would be my guess. And Marcus can go reasonably get donuts without too much of a concern. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, yep. Marcus can safely get himself a donut if he wants to. Um, mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, am canceling canceling all of my coping plans for tomorrow. So, um, <gasps> oh no, okay, it's fine. Is there anything else that we want to talk about with regard to this episode before I give you both a title and then watch you squirm and perform okay. your um, confusion? Only semi related. Um, I am based just on this episode. I am really excited to see why it rustled in the Falcon Winter Soldier TV show. Um, since he plays what I'm assuming is one of the big bads, uh, given my comic books knowledge. Um, so I'm actually really curious to see him as US agent. Um, cause that's just really great, just on a number of levels. So I'm very excited about that based just on this episode. <laughs> Are either of you watching The Good Lord Bird? Mm-mm. no but i'm curious about it yeah me i ha- just haven't gotten there yet he is also in that um he was in uh overlord which got some good press a couple of years ago and in ingrid goes west um but the first thing i saw him in i cannot remember if it was 22 jump street or um his episode of black mirror because he's the focal point of a of a pretty visceral okay episode of black mirror um which i think you guys are not watching is that correct i watched a bunch of it but no i'm not anymore i was like oh i don't have to watch this i'm not gonna (laughs) yeah Uh, he's in for listeners who your favorites um let's do it for listeners who are black mirror fans um uh wyatt russell is in playtest is in the the video game episode before the video game episode (laughs) the the one where the character is playing a video game, not the one where you yourself are playing a video game that's television. Um, okay. That one. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, Marcus recognizes Wyatt from those things. Anyway, he's good. He's good. I hope. I think he. I think he will grow on you, Kate. Although, if not, you know how much I like fuck your favorites. Um, anything else? Anything you guys want to drop in the chat before we move on to what the next episode's going to be? I promise I will have a more. I don't know. No, I'm don't. Pro- I was about to say I promise I'm going to be more organized on Wednesday, but no, Why I'm you, no. not. No, no one's way. Be organized on Wednesday. No, I think if we make it through an episode on Wednesday, hey. that's going to be a big victory. If we're all, I was going to say sober, but we we don't all need to be sober. I yeah, have, that's I true. Have to <laughs> oh yes, yeah. No, a bunch of my family, the ones who are able, are taking either Tuesday or Wednesday off because <laughs> they just assume they will not be in a situation. Yeah. Tom where took they can Wednesday people. off. People, um, yeah. But speaking of Wednesday, we are not taking Wednesday off so far. Uh, so mm-hmm. assuming that all goes to plan, we will be back Wednesday to talk about the next episode of Lodge Forty Nine, which is called. Moments of truth in service. Truth in service. Okay. Moments of truth in service. Um, Yes, I do still have my bar cart ready, Marcus. So (laughs) this definitely sounds like some sort of lodge initiation thing where they were talking about like his ranks and stuff um, that you need to like work through. Um, Squire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And truth in service moments of truth and service definitely sounds like something along those lines of here's how you prove your valor type of deal so maybe they have part of this is dud has to do community service in some way shape or form and then really talk about what it meant to him to do those things uh mm-hmm. so that's my prediction great yeah. kate okay um that seems because i'm trying to draw on the very little bit I know about the show, which is just from this first episode. And what was the title of the pilot again? As above, so below. As above, so below. So, so like I don't see because I've not also. I'm sure if I thought about it more, we kept talking about it. it more connections would come to the fore, but I don't see much connection with that title and with that the premiere episode. So I'm going to go more abstract okay. with this one. Uh, it was what was it of service something? Um, moments of service. Moments of. Um... Moments of truth and service. Sorry, the cat's being Moments a of truth and service. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think we're going to get a couple different plot lines going. We're going to have something with the sister um, where uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope something nice happens, but then maybe it gets undercut at the end because that feels, that feels right for the show already. Um, and then we're going to have uh, more seemingly random but not actually random scenes with some of the other lodge members um like the way we got just kind of like get to know this character stuff with blaze in the first episode um and i think we're gonna get i like the idea of having to do community service but i think it's gonna be more of like a service to the lodge that makes sense yeah sure um for dud and i think we're gonna see him hanging out with ernie more in this episode because Ernie's going to feel bad about bilking him for money, not bad enough to not take it. But then he's going to want to like give Dud more of a shot and like help him out more than he was in the first episode. Arturo never showed up. <laughs> I mean, come on, Arturo. Man. Somebody's got to clean the carpets. Like, <laughs> clearly, someone's got to do it. And I remember from the ads, right? There was, there were scene, prominent scenes of dud in a in an empty pool uh i think with the sister talking um that were 
also why I connected it to like he was at a hotel or something that had a there was like a rundown hotel so there was a pool but not enough money to maintain the pool or that's what, hence an empty pool so maybe we're gonna get that pool in the in the next episode and if not episode three all right Pools it's not interesting enough and community so service I'll improv people Allison so <laughs> I'm not as funny as you are with your I think I think calling my guesses funny is generous. I think it's more that desperate. I think we'll call mine desperate and yours. I'm still waiting for our Earth Kingdom Beatles. You know, I'm still. (laughs) Jesus, I I did say that, didn't I? Oh boy. Yeah. Hey, that would be awesome, though. I'm super down for it. And then Eugene can cosplay them all. Yeah. Right on Twitter, and then we can just have fabulous. You know, that would be amazing. Rest of our week. Um. Until that happens, we'll just have to content ourselves with the second episode of Lodge 49, um, Moments of Truth and Service, which we'll be watching for Wednesday. So everyone, please be safe. (laughs) Uh, Take care of yourselves. Um, Maybe if you're not American, check in with your American friends. Make sure they voted. Um, Thank your poll workers. Thank your postal workers. Wear a mask am i forgetting anything wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands that's just good advice in general and don't be a nazi like that's good yeah crowdcast tomorrow oh yes and uh if you do want something to distract you tomorrow uh we're having a bit of a like podcast mashup and uh kate and i are going to be doing a drunk cast lunch break which is something that we've been doing for pub letter drunk cast for the last couple weeks and um, we are going to be talking about comfort food television and our favorite episodes of comfort food television sh- shows our favorite series that are comforting um and we'll want to know yours so please come join us uh i yeah, can that will not be going out on the feed so if you want yes, to that's a live event that- yeah um it is open to everyone so please feel free to swing by it is also at 1 30 as we usually are um central yeah 1 30 central and i can give you the url in two shakes uh you can either i'm assuming kate will put this on twitter i will also put it on my twitter feed um or you can go to crowdcast.io slash e slash drunkcast dash lunch break all one word dash one one three which um, just click the link. But if you need it that way, there you go. Yeah, I could put it in the show notes. too. Great. So hopefully you can join us. And hopefully tomorrow isn't a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, everybody right. be safe. Bye. 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 <laughs>